Welcome to Pushing Through. I'm Dave Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And BJ, I am in the middle of March Madness. It has been crazy, but I finally have a little bit of a break, so I'm happy to be back on the mic with you to talk about the NBA. What's been going on with you? Well, you know, it's not often that I, I get interested in college basketball. Like yeah. you, you, I mean, you are an expert. But I've, I've been intrigued with the NCAA tournament because of the prospects. Mm. And, you know, I, I, I enjoy probably more than any other part of the business of evaluating players and evaluating talent and projecting what they're going to look like and who they could be. So it's been fun. This has been a good tournament. This is a, I, I happen to think it's shaping up to be a really nice draft. I'm finding some very yeah, interesting prospects. And the tournament has been good. So I think it's been some really good games. And I, I've enjoyed it. You know, now we're in the Sweet 16, so the, the stakes are getting higher. So it's it's been really good, and uh, but a lot of upsets. As you know, I, I can't ever pick the upsets. You know, my tournament after <laughs> the first day is you didn't have St. Peter's beating I Kentucky. I must say, in in my wildest dreams, I didn't have St. Peter's. But you know what? Give those guys credit. It's it's amazing. But it's been a lot they of good basketball. Good but I, I, more than anything, I I I enjoy the players when they separate themselves and they step up, mm. and it's been fun to watch so far. Yeah, we got a lot of good talent, guys like Chet Holmgren. I mean, fascinating, a guy could, that could be the number one pick. Benedict Matherin for Arizona mm. is a guy that has jumped into the zeitgeist a little bit. People thinking he could be a lottery pick. My North Carolina guys, they're not on any, they're not on any draft boards, BJ, but I love this team, the Iron Five. They all play really hard, and they play as a team. We have Larry Bird 2.0 and Brady Manick. He's uh, <laughs> averaging 27 <laughs> points per game in the tournament, BJ. I don't, I don't even know He's how Larry it's possible, Bird, but it's amazing. Okay, all right, okay. See, this is where it's they, good. this is where they lose me in college basketball. You know, they come out with all of <laughs> no, the. No, it's 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 a uh, it's fun to see a team play this way though, as a team. Uh, there's a lot of good teams left, uh, which is always great. Sometimes when you get the upsets, there's too many, and you lose some really good teams, but. The entire Sweet 16, you could talk me into pretty much any team winning it. At this point, I'd believe in St. Peter's because Shaheen Holloway is doing such a great job as a coach there. So uh, it's been a lot of fun to cover. And like you said, uh, there's a lot of interesting prospects. I don't scout professionally, but I love uh, trying to figure out where these guys should go and will go in the draft. And uh, there's a lot of talent and a lot of great kids like Ochai Agbaji for Kansas. He's like the right. best. I mean, th there's a lot of those guys where you're just like, this is why you love college basketball because I saw him as a freshman. He, he could barely get on the court, and now he's one of the best players, if not the best player in college basketball. So it's been a great tournament. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, I just turned on the TV today, mm. Fox Sports, uh, and the first thing that they had up, LeBron James last night in Cleveland dunks over Kevin Love. Uh, he says uh, that he is happier than ever um, in, in regards to his basketball life, LeBron James said, um, and they were debating that. Uh, I wanted to hear your thoughts on that, I mean, because – I think it is fascinating. LeBron does seem to be happier than ever, but obviously the Lakers are in the play-in scenario at best right now. And uh, as much as the conversation has been about them as champions earlier in the year, we're far from that. And where are we? Because, again, <laughs> happier than ever. I mean, it's a good win over Cleveland, but what's the real conversation here? And what what is the next step for the Lakers, really, moving forward? Well, Tate, you know, I think it was interesting. It was an interesting quote. I happened to, I heard that earlier today on another show, and I just listened to it. It's the, on every show. Yeah, I, I just kind of listen, you know, and I listened, and I thought, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, it's one thing I can tell you that's no fun in this league, Tate. 
And I don't care if you are a rookie, you know, an eight-year veteran, or in this case, a 19-year veteran. It's no fun losing. You don't find any joy in losing. There's no joy. And plan an 82-game schedule. I haven't found anyone in my career and all of my time in the NBA that has told me, you know, you're in a, a sub-500 team and you're finding joy. Now, in saying that, I'm going to try to put it in this context because this is a unique situation. In the same sentence, I should also say, we haven't seen a player at this age statistically do this. Okay. Now, at 37, you know what, Tate? When I go down there and I walk on the treadmill, and if I get off that treadmill and nothing's hurting too bad, I feel that's a good day. That's a good day. Okay. Yep. But that's at 54. And I get it, Tate. And, and, and when I put it into context from that perspective, I can say, I understand where he's coming from because at 37 you're not expecting to carry a team anymore you're not expecting to be considered the best player and do all of the things that you once could so from that perspective all right i'm not saying that's something i would say but i could see where he's coming from in year 19 because tate as i you know, you and I, you and I have had many discussions about the Lakers, and I told you at the beginning, I'm going to give him a pass. He's 37. Yeah, he gets a pass. He gets a pass. And he's been amazing individually. Uh, uh, the numbers are the numbers. However, you don't say, well, you know, the Lakers are in town, and because their best player is 37 – they get a pass. No, the fact is this is not a good team. The fact remains. Anthony Davis has to play for them to have a chance. They're struggling. They've underachieved, so forth and so on. We don't have to go through it. Now, the bigger picture to me is as I'm talking to executives around the league, there's a growing concern with the following. And to me, it's much more glaring than, than that comment is. You know, Tate, at some point here, this mantle is going to have to be passed on, right? You know, at some point you saw Magic and Larry pass it to Michael. Michael and them passed it on. Kobe okay, and Jack. Okay, yeah. now we're looking and we're saying, who's next? Anyone who scores 30 or 40 points a game now, we're, we automatically anoint them now superstar. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me, Tate, the only thing that we can talk about today is LeBron James' quote on a team that may not even make the play-in game, let alone the playoffs. So my concern right now, Tate, is we have a three-man race for the MVP, Giannis, yep. Joel, MB, and Jokic. Well, let's not talk about that. We have a great race going in the Eastern Conference. We have a great race going into Western Conference. We have yeah. some really nice young players. Isaiah Thomas on my Hornets. That's yeah, been a great you know, story. The, the Hornets. And, but the only thing that we could stop on to grab a headline 
That's the lead of every show I just turned okay. on. This is a concern to me now is where is the game? Mm. I'm, I'm really concerned about it because now what's obvious to me is the following. There's some great talent. But in order to be that great talent, you also have to understand the business. And to me, that's where more than anything, LeBron has shined in that. He understands this business. But who's coming behind him? I mean, we see a little bit of it today. I saw Trey Young uh, put out like the City of Gods song because he's going back to New York and people are saying that he's trying to, you know, send a message to New York. That's some of that show. Who's that? Trey Young? Talking about Trey Young trying to get in. But again, that's Trae talking Young, about a Knicks Trae team. Young has bigger fish to fry. Trey Young now has yeah. to get in. He, they, you go for, they need to get they into need to, the playoffs. They're trying to, they're yeah. hanging on. They're in the 10th spot. In the 10th yeah. spot. My bigger concern who's, now is who's really going to be the star in the in well. The face who's going to be thing? the star? But what is the what what where is this league right now, and where is it going? That's you know I, I'm really concerned now about the league where it's at today, and where is it going, and what are what's this generation doing? To prepare itself for what's next. Okay. I get it. You know, it's a different time, social media, so forth and so on. But right now, we're still hanging on to LeBron James. And no one's grabbed that mantle and said, oh, this is going to be next. Yeah. Okay. And we're in year 19 now. Okay. No one, you can say this no one has been the best player. For this length of time. No, the longevity of LeBron has been that is the 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 marvel. You know, that is the difference when you talk about and, who LeBron is and why he stands and, and, and out tell as his me own now person. Yep. Who's ready who's ready to take the mantle now? We don't know. Is it I mean, is it Luca? Is it Giannis? Is it, Giannis? Is it Joel? Is it John Morant? Is it Zion? Is it no you know? Is it, yeah. You know, KD now is in what year fourteen? Yeah, he's thirty-two. Yeah, he's in year fourteen. You know, Steph is in what? Steph is thirty-two, thirty-three 34. now. You know, thirty-four. Is he thirty-four? Okay. Yeah. So who's next? Is it Jason Tatum? So I have real. I have a concern now. Is where is this league? And is it Devin Booker? Is it Devin Booker? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I'm really concerned now about the state of the game. But when you talk about the state of the game, I mean, if it is Devin Booker, right? This team is nine games up on the Grizzlies in first place in the West. Devin Booker is an all-star on this team. If he's that guy, I haven't heard anybody talking about him. You know what I mean? Is it John Morant? It's, this, is, this is a real concern for me. So when I heard You're that. You're right. When I, heard I mean, who, comment, who is it? Yeah. yeah. When I heard the the – the headline today, and I was just flipping through the channels as well, and I thought, okay, there's something going on with this league. And I don't know who's next. And that's what's concerning me because at his age, he can't affect the game anymore. Still putting up, what, 29, 30 points a game? No, he's first in points per game now. He's still putting up 30 points a game. The difference is he can't affect the bottom line to the game. And that is a concern 
And on a bigger picture, there has to be something else that's grabbing the headlines. And who's ready to take that mantle? That's my question. And who's ready? And who's ready to take that pressure? You know, because because it, it comes with you know. You can say what you want to about LeBron. You can say what you want to about him. I I, I want to give him this. He does the press conferences. <laughs> he shows up, and he's consistent with showing up to perform when it's time. Now we can argue and debate about the other things, and that's what makes sports great. But give him the credit for showing up. Yeah. Give him that credit. And, and he's also been tabbed as the next one since he was 18. Hey. I'm impressed that he even got close to it. I mean, you know the what I mean? Professionalism. Like I, hey, it's, what can you say? You got to give him credit. Give him credit. And, and we also have said from the start, like you said, at the start of this conversation, we gave him a pass this year. So he gets a pass for me. I, there, there's the no more, pass. you know, all of this talk. There's nothing to talk about. Guy's 37. Hey, man, you know what? 37. Someone else do something. He's, yeah. he's feeling good. He's going to play tomorrow night. God bless him. God, God, bless him. God bless him. He's yeah. 37. He's, He's playing. Different. Hey, hey, take your bows. Whatever it is you got to do. Man scores 37, 38 in games at his age. Come on. There's nothing and else. I'm and, I, and I'm way, and I have always been way more impressed with the work that he puts in to be able to do that off the court. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? I, I, yeah, there's nothing else for me to, to talk about here. Yeah. Now. He's got a pass. He 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 he. He's got a pass. Whatever he's doing now is just you know. Hey, you just gotta admire because when you get old, Tate, and you're you're a young guy. I'm 29. Yeah, now, when BJ, you get older, when you get to be 39, Tate. Hey, oh, you, I don't you, want. I don't 39, you get in your 40s. Hey, man, that 20 minutes on the treadmill, it gets it gets more difficult. So for him to be able to just get his body ready to play, and he's not like a little guy. He's a big guy. He's a big man. You know. So yeah. he gets a pass. He gets a pass for sure. I do want to talk about the Celtics. Uh, you know, yes. obviously talk about the Lakers. Let's talk about the Celtics because this is a team earlier in the year that struggled. Jason Tatum in particular. We remember Marcus Smart calling out him and Jalen earlier in the year. We talked about that on this program. But now they are a different team. They are one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. Uh, Tatum has, you know, personally been a lot better on that end of the floor, at least in my opinion. I don't know what the numbers are, what the stats say, but that's what I've seen. Um, what have you seen from this Celtics team? Because they look like a, an actual contender in the East again, so I want to give them, give them their credit. Well, Tate, you know, there are pretenders, and then there are contenders. This is a contending team. They're for real. Okay, and I'm going to yeah. tell you why they're for real, Tate. They're for real is because defensively, they probably have the best starting five in the league as far as versatility. They literally, they literally can switch one through five. With their and I love when they put Horford on the big and let Williams kind of float, you know, as a rim they protector. Have, they they nice. have a legit starting five on the defensive end. Now, mm-hmm. I think I can say this, Tate, and make a case. They've been the best team in the second half since, really, since January. I don't know what their record is since early January. But, Tate, if it's not the best in the league, it's certainly one of the best records in the entire NBA. Yeah, they basically flipped their entire watching season. Yeah. The, watching them play, they are the best team in 2022. They're the best regular season team. They defend 
the best. They play a nice blended brand of basketball from defense to offense. When Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, who had struggles playing together well early, now they've sort of figured that out. And they're playing together, and they've added a couple pieces in the trade deadline. Derek White, for instance, as an example. And I like what they're doing, and they're playing together as a group now. And the thing mm. I like most about this team is that they give you second and third efforts, led by Marcus Smart. Yes. Okay. And they hold each other accountable yeah, they, on the they, defensive they, end. They, Marcus Smart is without question the emotional leader of the team. I love it when the best player is the, probably the leader of the team. Marcus Smart, as you said earlier, he called them out. But I don't think he called them out. I think he was just telling the truth. They yeah. needed to hear it. And, but they responded, which lets me know that, you know what, they all kind of knew that they were underachieving, but that now they've, they're on the right track. Now, I think, it, you know, it's what, 10 or something games left? They probably will be the best team in the, in, the, in the regular season moving forward. But the playoffs, as you know, is a different brand of basketball. Yep. Here's the positives. They're two stars. Okay, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They've been to the conference finals, what, a couple times now? A couple times. A couple yeah, times. Twice. They've been there with a number of different lead guards, a number of different players. They've been there in, in different roles, so they have the experience. Al Horford is back. Marcus Smart now is a full-time scorer. I mean, full-time starter, and he is a player now. Where really can, a part of the yeah, core. He, 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 yeah. he can he – can, he can put his stamp on every game now, especially on the defensive end. That's what he does. Now he's a facilitator. And without question, he's the leader of the team. Now, the, thing, the only concern I have for them is when the game slows down, which it's going to do, it's going to slow down. Their two best scorers are perimeter players. And I'm not sure because it's one thing that, you know, you always revert back to what you know. Jason Tatum, he can make tough shots, but he takes tough shots. And when you begin to take tough shots in the playoffs and you don't make them, everything gets magnified. And you start pressing. And, and, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I think offensively, they probably are not as good as their record indicates in the regular season. Because when you get to the playoffs, you're going to play against better defensive teams as well. Yeah. But I do like this team. I think they are a couple pieces away. And I think offensively, they probably will probably have to change their brand of basketball if they're going to advance deep. But defensively, I really like them. But I'm not ready to say I think this is a team, even though they're playing the best right now in the regular season. So, you know, what? They, they've been terrific. The coaching staff deserves the credit. Those players who are playing deserve the credit. But I think if there's one glaring thing that, that I see with this team, as the game slows down in the playoffs, I think that's going to be problematic for them. But I yeah. can see them getting to the second round. Okay? I can see them getting. Yeah, right now they match up with the Bulls. Bulls I can the see them round. beating the Bulls. And with the right matchup now, they have the talent. They could get to the conference finals. Yeah, let's say Miami's the one seed. They could get, they could, this is a team Who that you're not, you can't take lightly, and they have enough experience. And those young guys, even though they're young, they're experienced. 
you know, because they've had a little success, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like what they're doing. I, I give them all the credit. I think they have, like I said, I think they've been the best team in the second half of the season for sure. And if the Celtics do go to the conference finals and go up and match up against Giannis and Giannis goes back to the finals again or something like You know, we were talking about who's drawing the headlines, who's bringing in the interest. Hey, if the Boston, Boston Celtics are going up against Giannis, I think that gets some people interested because usually, as we know, I mean, the Celtics and the Lakers, when they're good, you know, have interest. But right now, the Lakers don't have that and the Celtics do. So it's good to see in that sense. But we're we're going down to the, you know, the, the stretch run of the regular season right now. Is there anything, BJ, anyone in particular, any team in particular that kind of is standing out to you? The Nuggets have my attention. Yeah. Uh, but I wonder I wonder what team really looks, uh, looks good well, to you Well, you know, right the, the Nuggets are interesting is because, you know, one – you know, like you mentioned real quick, Jokic is playing again at an MVP level. Murray is not back. Michael Porter Jr. is missed. Did he miss all of the season or a significant part of the season? Yeah, pretty, pretty much, much all of it. All I mean, the he, they, they said he's going to try to uh, get back. Jamal is done. Jamal will not, okay. but they said yeah, Michael Porter and, might. And in spite of all of this, they're hanging around. You know, they're they're in the playoffs. So you got to, you know, you, 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 you look at them and you go, I, this this guy Jokic is better than I thought. The one team that I'm interested in, and I and every year I say this, but I think this is truly the year. I think they are at a crossroad, and we don't talk much about them, but I want to talk about it here and spend a couple minutes. The Utah Jazz, I think this is it. I think if they get bounced out early in the first or second round, I think Danny Ainge will make significant changes with this group. This group has had a nice run now. They've been around one another. Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year, Donovan Mitchell, perennial all-star. But now it's but time. We've tried, but we've tried this experience. But now it's time. Either yeah. they're going to you know, deliver on the promise or it's time to shuffle the deck. Literally. So the Utah Jazz now, you know, they go to New York and they beat New York. They go to Brooklyn. The Golden State Warriors lose a game to to the San Antonio Spurs. They They can make some ground up here. And what do they do? They lose to Brooklyn and Kyrie's not there. Ben Simmons is not there. So I am I am putting the Utah Jazz on the clock. I know they're good. I know they have good players, but for whatever reason, Tate, it's been one reason after another why this team hasn't won. And I think yeah. it's time now to say, here is their moment of truth. And if it doesn't happen, I expect changes there in Utah moving forward. Yeah, and Danny was kind of the perfect guy that, you know, he just came in. So it makes sense that he would be able to come in and make some of those changes because he hasn't been around, right? I mean, you don't have to be the bad guy because you're a new guy and you can come in and say, hey, this just isn't well, I think this team, I've seen. I think, the, I think the executives there, I think the ownership there, they have new ownership now, but they've been patient with this group. Yeah, they've tried. I mean, they, tried. Were, they had the best record in the league last year. To me, when they traded Ingles, that kind of was the first step towards, uh, you know, we're, we're going to maybe see what what a new iteration looks like. You know, this core group is, is not necessarily it. So, 
I'm fascinated by that, and I know Donovan Mitchell's a New York guy. A lot of people have talked about that, so all those rumors will come out. And well, he just be, signed. You know, there. that'll be he that. Just, you know, he just signed an extension. Yeah, and you know, smartly as we yeah, always say. I yeah, mean, yeah. I, 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 yeah. Every, everyone loves to. The rumors are better now than than the facts. Donovan Mitchell just signed an extension. Okay, we can, we should make we should make a, a quote card with that because that really is the yeah, NBA now. The, Everything everybody's all rumors, everybody's all yeah. talk, but then the reality is usually better than you, all the you, smoke. You, yeah. you you don't just replace a Donovan Mitchell. Okay, no. Every, let me. There's the internet, social media, and then let me tell you what those thirty executives all know. If you if you draft a player, and that player ascends to become a perennial All Star. You do what it takes. How do you replace him? Okay, let's say you want to trade that player. You're not going to – very rarely are you going to get the same level of player back. If ever. Okay, when these star players force their way out of organizations, you're always getting something back that's not as good as the player that you're trading. So let's say Donovan Mitchell wants to be traded. Okay. You've lost all of your leverage. And who's going to trade you a perennial all-star back? So I don't think Donovan I mean, even Mitchell. Look, I mean, we can look at it this year. I mean, even look at Brooklyn. I mean, Ben Simmons is a herniated disc. He's out for the year, probably going to be longer before he ever comes back. They basically traded James Harden, who's top 75 all-time player, MVP, for Seth Curry and Andre Drummond. You know, I mean, and that that's what happens when you have to trade a star. You know what I mean? You're never going to get the return. Exactly. Exactly. And when you get draft capital, I mean, that that's also playing a, uh, literally the lottery. I mean, <laughs> you you hope you find an Evan Mobley, but sometimes when you sometimes you have the number one pick, you don't even find an Evan Mobley. Evan, so, Evan I mean, Mobley, you know, he's a treat to watch <laughs> because you know what? That that's that's just good scouting. That's just good scouting by the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, I met his dad too. His dad is a coach yeah, at yeah, USC. Yeah, he, great guy. I love the Mobleys. I'm a big he, fan. He, that's just great scouting. Like. You know, you get an impactful player with the third pick in the draft. Maybe the most impactful player. Okay? But things got to line up for you because you know the other two teams saw it. But, you know, maybe the conditions weren't right. You know, you start – sometimes fit, you get into yeah. drafting positions. Sometimes you get in the, what you need. But, you know what, watching Evan Mobley, it's just – what a joy. I mean, he comes in. He's a center in college. They can't. He can't play the center because they get Jared Allen. They sign him to a, a big deal, so they got to put Five him at the deal. three because yeah. they also got Laurie Markin in there, and he fits <laughs> they in. Also brought yeah, him. and yeah. then he fits in as a. So you know we, they also have Kevin Love. I mean, think about this guy's story arc yeah. here, real quick. Just real quick. I, I, I you know, because this to me is what scouting is all about. He's rookie of the year. He's rookie of the year. I think. He's a. He's a, without question. He's a five. You could see it yes. now. He can't play the four because of Laurie marketing. So he has to play the three because they're like, this guy's so good. We can't keep him off the floor. He has to play. So, so we played in a league. We're playing in a league where it's small ball and they start three, seven footers. Okay. And everybody's like, what are they doing? You know, they got Kevin Love. What are they doing? Right. 
They are like one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. They're very young. Jared Allen, who becomes an all-star. Darius Garland becomes an all-star. Yep. And then Jared Allen gets hurt, and then they put him over to the center position, and he just casually gives Jokic and these guys 30-12 at the center position with four or five blocks. I mean, he's just doing this, and he's just quietly going about his business, quietly yeah, being Tim Duncan in, in, impactful. Yeah. And he's yeah. doing this as a first-year player. And you're going, how good can this guy be? How good could this guy be? Like, not gaudy numbers throughout the entire season, but his impact on winning is like, wow. Yeah. And they're doing this. Okay, now they only have two seven-footers, but he, play, he can play with Kevin Love. They can play with Jared Allen. He can play with Laurie Markkinen. The, the guy is just like, I'm really nervous about how good this guy can be. I mean, he, this guy's supposed to be a sophomore in college. Yeah. And we saw last year in the tournament. Oh, I mean, yeah. He yeah, had like, dude, I he was, had flashes. I, I was blown up brilliant. your phone. You, you know, I was blown yeah. up your phone. This isn't like something this year. So I, I love it. But I'm really excited to hear, and I know, we, you know, we're, we're, we're talking. But I'm really excited about this draft, too. Yeah, me too. I think there's some really good players. Jabari Smith, Chad mm-hmm. Holmgren. I mean, there, there's a there's a lot of guys that. And really I want to say this tape here right now. I'm I, I I'm I'm going to say this right now. Of my early, because you got to wait till it plays itself out. This kid, Jaden Ivy at Purdue. Oh yeah, Purdue. I think he's the best player in the draft, and I'm going to end it there. Mm. I think he's the best player in the draft. That I I I think he's the best player. In this draft. Now, real quick, why? He's got size. His athleticism is off the charts. He's a game changer. Okay. He's bigger than the most athletic players at that position in the league now. I'm going to say that again. He's bigger than the most athletic players in the league right now. He may not be better than the most athletic player in the league. And we're talking about John Moran and all those guys. He may not be a better athlete than those guys, but he's bigger. He's bigger. Mm-hmm. He is. Okay. He knows how to play. His mom is the coach of Notre Dame. He knows how to play. Yep. Okay. Talent off the charts. Okay. He's not short on talent. He's shooting the three ball now. Okay. All right, a lot of guys who are that athletic. Let's just name a few: Derrick Rose, Russell Westbrook, John Morant. None of those guys came in the league shooting. He's shooting right now, and he's just as big or bigger than all those guys. And he's got a real feel for the game. And right now he's playing within a system. Yeah, 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 I mean, imagine what, when what, he's – yeah. He will be better when the game opens up because of his athleticism. He will be an elite athlete. And he's bigger. As soon as it gets to the And league. he's bigger than – let's take, for instance, he's bigger than LaMelo Ball. Bigger. Bigger. I'm talking stronger. He's bigger and stronger than Steph Curry, than Damian Lillard, Mike Conley, and all of these guys. 
Yeah, Mike Conley works out with him and told uh, Titus and I that uh, he was the real deal. He's last bigger summer. than Kyrie Irving. I'm not saying better. I'm just saying he's bigger than these guys. This guy has a real chance to be a difference maker up here. He's bigger than Cade. This guy has a real chance. Now, we got to see this play out. I know he's been coached. Yep. I know he has all the toughness I'm looking for. I think he may be. Right now, he's the best player in the draft, if you ask me today. Now, I got to keep watching because that's the fun of scouting. But if you ask me right here today, Tate, the same way I felt about that kid last year, Evan Mobley, when I kept calling you, and you was like, man, why does this guy keep calling me about Evan Mobley? <laughs> I'm about to start no, calling you about I this kid, Jaden Ivey, because I haven't seen a player with this type of skill set and combination in a long time because he's got size. And one last thing I might add. I think he is a lead guard up here of some sort. Okay, I don't know what that means today because, you know, everyone's a scorer and what have you. But I find it I find it interesting that they allow him to play off the ball in college, which will serve him well when he comes to the NBA. It's like he's learning already how to impact the game without having the basketball. And once you put the basketball, when you put the basketball in his hand with that level of speed, watch out. Especially in the NBA with that yeah, space. Yeah, I yeah mean, this is that's ten points guaranteed a oh game. Man, just because I, I, of, I think this yeah. kid. Now, the other kid, Chet Holmgren, could very well. I'm going to say this, and then we should have a next time we get on. And we'll say this: Chet Holmgren could very well be the best player in the draft five years from today. I think that he could have a quintuple double, BJ, where he has 10 blocks, 10 steals, 10 points, 10 uh, rebounds, but, 10 assists. But that's going to require him to put 10 or more pounds on that body to do that. <laughs> hey, that's a great okay. – we should tell – that's a good okay. scouting. It's, I'm not arguing – he's capable of doing that because you can see his mind. You can see where his mind is at. Like, yeah. you can see it. Like, he takes the charge right in his chest. I love that. You can, his reaction time, right on point. His body won't allow him to do it right now, okay? And he doesn't have, like, a big frame where he can just carry 10, 15 extra pounds on it, right? So it's going to take time for him to do it. Some guys, you can see, like, you know, like Evan Mobley, you can be like, oh, man, he's going to put on some weight. You know what I mean? Or you can see. Yeah. You can, you can just see it in their bodies. Well, this kid, Chet Holmgren, you're like, okay, I'm not sure what's going on, what's going to happen here, okay? You, if you put 15 pounds on his body right now, it probably would mess up something with the way he plays. He could do what you just said. He could get a quadruple double. He could. But it's going to require him to get at least 10 to 15 pounds more onto that body so that he can play through the contact because it's a physical game down there. But he doesn't yeah. back away from contact. The thing I love most about him is he's skinny and no one's told him he's skinny. He he tries to he play. He, he tries to play physical. I was gonna say he thinks he's a big. Yeah, he th that's what I, that's what I love. About him. That's why I love him because you're like, oh, you're just like, how long is it gonna take before he could really be who I think he could be? Is this a one yeah. year, two year, three, four, five year process? And five years, you could be like, oh wow, this guy is, you know, this guy's like unbelievable. I mean, he has all the skill set. He has he can pass the ball. 
He can dribble the ball. He can defend. He can rebound. He rebounds in his position. He rebounds out of his position. He rim protects. The, he, he does it all. The game's not too fast for him. Yeah, the, the person that he reminds me of, weirdly, if he if he could put on the muscle or the weight or whatever it is, is like a Giannis. You know what I mean? Where I mean, no, he shoots. I, no, he shoots too well to be Giannis. I know. I'm just saying, like the the idea of him playing hmm. at the four with the potential to be the five. You know who he remind? I'm trying to think. Who does he remind me of? His impact. He he may not. He may he may never be a just five. Like when I look at him, that's when yeah. I look at him. I'm going. If I just made him play the five, I'm doing him a disservice. You're boxing him in a little yeah. bit. He's just not a five. He is a big of some sort. He's just a big. I feel like you. I feel like it's, he's playing what he perfect. He has another big next he, to him. I like the high low game. You, you with know, him and another uh, like big. I would love if I were scouting the team and I had to draft him. Let's say I had to draft him, right? Because you got to at some point you're going to have to draft him because he's just the best talent on the board, right? You may say, yeah. I'm going to draft this player this player because their bodies are ready. Okay. So let's say you have to draft him. My only concern would be making sure every single night he doesn't have to guard the other team's best interior player. Yeah. But if he could roam and just guard yeah. the other big, no matter where it is, the four or the five, I don't care which position, but I don't want him having to guard Valanchunas. Let the other guy guard Valanchunas, but let him guard Jackson Hayes. Yeah. You follow what I'm saying? Don't let him have to guard Joel Embiid, but let him guard Tobias Harris. Exactly. If I could do that for the next two to three years. And then when you go small, he has the potential oh, he to can slide play. So to the I'm five. not worried about him playing against small because he has left. See, That's what yeah, I mean. We, yeah. get, we can always slide him over if he yeah, has to. Yeah, I'm not worried. But if – but the initial, I just don't want him to have to guard those guys. Yeah. If he could just go out there and Nurkic, Jokic, and B, those guys, all those guys. But let him play against yeah. Michael Porter Jr. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Let, let him play against it. Let him play. Let, let him. It's basically just a let him be a specialist, really, on defense. Where you I'm not going to let him guard Beef Stew when he plays the yes. Pistons. But I'm okay yeah, if he absolutely. has to guard Marvin Bagley. Just let him be a seven-foot athlete for the next three years. And then after three or four years, we'll figure out what his body is going to be like and where he really if fits If someone in. could do that, they may very well have the best player. In the I'm really intrigued with him. I love his potential. And you could see his mind. Like, you're seeing his mind way ahead of his body. Yeah. And when you see a it big, feels- you know, it's kind of like I almost want to – you know, it's, it's kind of like – you know, in the old days where guys would be like, would stay in school for four years, you know, every scout would put, this is the number one pick in the draft when he comes out. You know what I mean? I can imagine if you saw Ralph Sampson, you would say, okay, I know he's only a freshman, but when he finally he does come out, and that's what you, that's what Chet makes me when I see him. I go, yeah, like a worthy, yeah, any of those. Yeah, guys. you know, and he still may be the number one pick in this draft, okay? He may be the number one pick in this draft. But he feels like John Hammond to me. I mean, he's so interesting as a prospect. He, uh, listen, look, look, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Talent-wise, Tate, this is why I think – this is why you get paid the big bucks to scout this one, okay? I need more time with Chet. 
Chet, this is not a basketball question. If, yeah. if you ask, but, can Chet play, then you haven't watched him. Yeah. Now you're just saying how long gonna, it's going to take. I just think there's a clear, clear-cut top three, which I think you I mean. You said Ivy is is the, one of those guys. Chet is one of those guys, and Jabari Smith. Well, the is other one kid from Duke, he, he's in the he's in the conversation. Ben Caro, he's okay. in the game. So he's the four of them. He's in the conversation. Now, I think most will not have Ivy in this. I I don't, but Ivy's in this. See, Ivy is going to mess up the draft. See, I, Ivy to me is I buy more than Ivy than Bancaro. Bancaro, I feel like I've seen before. Ivy, uh, he has my he has six my nine, six ten with that skill. You can't pass it up to you. Mm-hmm. You just you can't pass it up. Like you, you, you can. This is college, and college is college. You gotta evaluate him into a game you've In never seen him play before. That's yeah. what makes scouting so. You know, you look at Adam now, you go, that's the college game. 6'9", 6'10", with that skill, very rarely does it fail up here. That kid is skilled. At that size, very rarely with that size and skill set, you go, oh, he's just, he's not going to do anything up here. Well, no, that doesn't work like that. Yeah, he's high. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, okay, he's skilled, but I don't think it's no. This is the NBA. He can. Yeah, he got. You. He got a big body, so you got to. You got to. The thing is, will he be able to play through? Oh, he, he could be a franchise player for sure. I, yeah. I, I, I now, how good? That's what we. That's what we got to scout. That's what I'm saying. This way, you got to scout. You got to really. The kid at Duke. What's his? I don't want to mispronounce his name. What's his name? Paulo Bencaro. Yeah, Paulo. Okay, Paulo. You got to really scout him. You got to really see he. These four guys he's really. Italian. He's Italian like Kobe too. Hmm? He's Italian. You, you never know. So you just don't know. That's why I'm saying it'd be great if he could stay in school for two or three years. Then we would know. Yeah. Now we don't really know. Now you have a smaller sample size. Well, you you got twenty. 25 30 games how much how, how much how much do you need you, you, no you you need to know that pro game and you need to know where that game is going to go right because this mm. kid at six nine six ten he could easily play the three and the four and probably some small five with that size the kid jabari smith wow wow like that's a bucket that's a bucket yeah okay He's scoring twenty thousand at the next. I, I I I think so. I, that's what I'm saying. So I'm intrigued, and this is going to require me a little bit more. My you know I catch it on Saturdays or whatever. Yeah. Catch a game or two in the tournament. Like those four guys, I got to really go and I got to study. And it's been a long time I, since I've had to do that. Yeah. My number one pick currently, as it stands, is Chet, just because he's so unique and so fascinating. But. It would be hard pressed if I was Troy Weaver. You have your Piston sweatshirt on. It would be hard pressed for me not to want to draft Jabari Smith and put him next to to my guy Cade Cunningham because Cade and Jabari let me, let me, would let me, be something you, nice. Let me tell you something. That'd be something nice, BJ. You, I'd like let that. Let me tell you something right now. Let me tell you something. <laughs> when you are drafting these players, it's not that easy and it's not that simple. Mm. When you're drafting these players, it sounds good on draft day. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that simple because let me tell you, let me tell you what's uh, let me tell you what every player and every team needs. 
They need a player who can play downhill. There's only one player Ivy. that can play downhill. <laughs> yeah. Jaden Ivey. Okay. I want you to understand the impact of a player who can play downhill, such as, you know, prime LeBron James. Watching Chris Paul right now. Mm-hmm. Watching Kyrie. Watching Giannis. <laughs> okay. You have to have this player. The kid Jay Nivey can play down. If there's one thing I know he can do right now in the NBA game is play downhill. Okay? He can very well. One of my favorite young talents, he might be my favorite young talent to watch for the Minnesota Timberwolves. This kid, Anthony Edwards. Love him. Okay? One of my favorites. He can play downhill. He's got a great first step. And improving. I expect mm-hmm. Jaden Ivey. Learning how to play a blended game, as I you expect Jaden Ivey <laughs> to be just as spectacular, except he will be, he will have the ball in his hand more. Mm. Okay? Now, this kid, Anthony Edwards, I don't know how good he's going to be. I don't. But what I do know. When yeah. he figures this thing out, I expect him to be averaging anywhere from 27 to 32 points a night. And he will be a major problem in the NBA. Yeah, the Timberwolves are uh, the seventh seed right now, and they're going to be interesting for the Memphis Grizzlies if there's a 2-7 matchup. Because, uh, like you said, you got John Moran, you got Anthony Edwards, you got kid, you know Cats playing great right now. So, a lot of talent. Uh I, I think we should end it there because we could talk about all this. Well, yeah, we could. I, that's I, the good I don't know how we got that's on. The good but I look, look where we started the conversation with LeBron James, 37-year-old. We're like, oh, no, what's happening? And then we end the conversation, and we have a lot of promise for the future. There could be a lot of talent on the way. So that's good to see. Uh, BJ, anything else before we get out of here? Tate, it's fascinating as always. I appreciate you. But when in water, my friend, what do you do? We got to make waves. This has been pushing through, and we will see you later in the week. Push it through.